Today is April 10th, 2021. This is episode 117 of Back to Normal. So let's get started. All right, this week is going to again be about the vaccine rollout and some of the the issues I've been thinking about and, and kind of mulling over to do with the the entire vaccine rollout and the third wave and and why things are happening in the way they're happening. Okay, so the first thing that I really want to talk about today is what I'm calling I, I was trying to think of a way to describe this, like a term that I could use to describe this. And the best thing I could come up with is rolling pandemic ennui. Because that term ennui really captures what I feel like a lot of uh, individuals, what I feel like a lot, of, a lot of families are going through, and just kind of think through why um, why we're never really able to get a handle on the pandemic, and and really how it has a lot to do with not really as much misinformation as just like mismanagement of expectations by the government who is putting these these stay-at-home restrictions on. So pandemic ennui is basically the feeling that um, a, an individual or a small group has had enough of the restrictions. And, you know, um, they're they're either lonely or they're bored or they are um, they've gotten just a little push a nudge in the direction of, hey, let's do something that we wouldn't have a month or two ago because it seemed unsafe like i'd like it's just long enough to get to give you this this just a little bit to say let's do this and i mean obviously that's all it takes but you but you could also have this push that just takes you to be like i don't believe this is real i don't believe it's as bad as they're saying um but basically the 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 main fact here is that like the feeling that oh i've been cooped up for so long that i'm just done with it and i'm ready to see friends i'm ready to have a play date i'm ready to um stop wearing masks when i go and see people whether i'm inside or out all of that bundled in um is what i'm terming pandemic ennui and couple that that ennui with the idea that everybody in i mean i'll say ontario but everyone that everywhere that puts in restrictions um they get this pandemic ennui the onset of ennui is different for everybody and it rolls and so right now we're seeing, you know, 250, let's say approximately in Ottawa, 250 new cases a day. That's kind of our our baseline is somewhere between 200 and 250 um, every day, which basically means that X like obviously not everybody that goes and has an indoor play date um, or a like a dinner with uh, like a few friends, not everyone who does that unsafe thing because they're annoyed with restrictions or they're just done with it, not everyone will get the coronavirus immediately. There's some factor of proportionality that will get it. And it like, I don't, I'm not saying I know that number, but it's somewhere out there. It's somewhere between, I don't know, could be 1%, could be 10%. I don't know. Um, but there's going to be some number of people that choose to do something unsafe on a given day. And some percentage of those people will be doing that with somebody who has the coronavirus that's how it spreads um in the most part as as far as everything that i can see um the entire time the entire time the pandemic has been happening um that is what's been happening and the the reasonability of doing things in a safe way changes with the weather for example um changes with other factors but um the main principle here has stayed the same throughout the pandemic and you can see it in in how the numbers have have changed over time 
And so right now, getting going into the third wave, um, the, this pandemic on we is just hitting slightly more people. And um, there's an old XKCD comic, which if I remember, I'll try to find. Um, but it basically talks about how 10,000, if, if there's something like an internet meme or some like piece of trivial knowledge that that a lot of people know, um, there's always going to be some proportion of people that have not heard this, like heard this trivia fact or heard this piece of information before. And like there's constantly new people learning about it and find like, especially if it's something super, super interesting. There's always some proportion of people going, oh, man, have you heard about this today? Uh, or have you heard about this before? And it's like, well, yeah, I've, I've been like, I've heard I heard about that 15 years ago. Um, where were you? And it's like, well, I'm one of the people who heard about it today. Um, basically, the idea that there's always going to be this rolling boil of people who are just about to get annoyed with the pandemic and just about to be done with um, restrictions. And this rolling nature of that ennui is what is really feeding the the increase in cases um there's nobody who is like <laughs> there, there's not like these massive because of the nature of the virus there's not this massive number of people who are just like it's always the same people spreading it because once you get it you're not getting it again in a way that's transmissible like you're you're mostly protected there's nobody out there at least like we would have heard about it um, who's like getting it and then just never getting better or like getting better and then catching it again and then getting better and then catching it. like that. It's not the same people spreading the disease over the last year. Uh, it's always new people who are spreading it. And it's those bored people. It's some proportion of those bored people that just say I'm done with it, that then get it and then spread it to the next group of people. And there's always just enough to sustain. And it's like it's a very small perturbation on a perturbation of the, that those percentages of people getting sick of it and and you know deciding to do something unsafe um that are causing the numbers to go up or go down like that's really what it comes down to and that the, i think that the ennui could be avoided if the government had better messaging than just we're going to keep closing if things get worse because the better things get the more you kind of perturb that number of people doing unsafe things up a little bit and the worse things get it perturbs that number down a little bit um if there was some clearer messaging about like, the specific activities that are unsafe, I think that would really go a long way towards helping. But like the government has basically given up on that kind of messaging. There used to be there was this message in the spring and early summer last year about forming a bubble. And like you can basically do whatever you want as long as when you're doing those social activities that you're inside of your bubble. And our family has been practicing that since basically day one, since since we started seeing Julia's parents again, we basically said, like, you're in our bubble um, there was one point where we allowed our a couple of our friends who like <laughs> they don't really have their immediate family in Ottawa. And so we saw them a couple of times inside, even without masks, because we basically considered them in our bubble. They hadn't done anything with anybody else um, and we trusted them in that way. Um, but we haven't done anything inherently unsafe, like all the activities, the social activities and stuff we planned have all been within like <laughs> anything that we've done. A public health officer would look at it and be like, even if it even if it is illegal at this time, it's not unsafe. And um, we've taken that very seriously the entire time. I personally have not had this on we hit. Um, I have wanted to do things socially, but I've never been like, OK, well, yeah, it's worth it for this one time. Um, so all of that, I, I, I wonder if that resonates with people. So let me know um, if it does. Um, you can send me a message on Twitter if you're if you're on there uh, at Rob Attrell. But I am very curious to know um, whether that theory is right. But that's kind of my theory 
is that the reason that we're seeing, you know, waves basically is there's this rolling pandemic on the way going on. And um, yeah, I really do think that messaging, better messaging from the government about what you are, what is completely safe to do versus what is like super risky would really help because um, I know a lot, not, not a lot of people are following the news of, you know, how it spreads and all of this and, and the airborne nature of, of the coronavirus. Um, yeah, not a lot of people are following it as closely as I am. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is a little bit about going into Ontario, going into phase two, um, which is really nice to me. I'm really glad that we're getting there, like, I guess, slightly, not really, I guess, but it seems like it's ahead of schedule. Um, but I mean, it's 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 not super far ahead of schedule if it is, um, which we entered in this week, this past week. And um, I'm now happy to report that l last week it was my mother-in-law and my dad um, both having appointments to get vaccines. Um, so those two, my dad, my dad's actually getting his vaccine today in Alberta. Um, my mother-in-law got it last week and my father-in-law actually has an appointment to get it tomorrow, which is awesome. Um, I was able to get through the provincial system relatively quickly, um, last Tuesday, I believe it was. And so, yeah, it, he's got an appointment tomorrow afternoon, which is awesome. My mom uh, also has an appointment in Alberta on the 22nd, I believe of April. Um, so that's that's really awesome. I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, getting getting the vaccine out into really the general population instead of just targeted places in the general population. I'm really looking forward to a point that I think the U.S. is in now or a lot of states in the U.S. are in now where they're basically saying, like, make anyone can make an appointment or almost anyone can make an appointment right now and just get to it. Um, I do think that we need. Um, it seems like we need a lot more people giving the vaccines. We we are starting to be less and less supply constrained. We're still at the point in supply constraint where we need to um, we need to actually limit who can who can make appointments for it. But we're getting close to the point where that's not going to be the limiting factor anymore. And the limiting factor is actually going to be um, people giving the vaccines. And I, I one of the reasons, one of the signs that I think were there, which I haven't really heard a lot of people talk about, I tried to get this information out there. Um, so I'm going to mention it here, which is that we are now in Ontario, in Ottawa, at least they're booking appointments up until April 30th um, with vaccines we got this past week. So like the very beginning of April. And the idea here is that we're supposed to be getting shipments of various vaccines in the next, like every week, we're supposed to be getting, I think it's Moderna's every two weeks. But if we keep making appointments further and further out, like if we never make an appointment further out than three weeks away, that then I think like that's not great, but it's OK. Um, but what's been happening is that we've been they've been booking appointments further and further and further and further out, which to me means like if you're if 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 you're getting new do new doses of vaccine every week, you should be in an ideal world having all those vaccines given out in that week because by the following week there's going to be more vaccines and obviously there's no there's like a there's a sweet spot there that you don't necessarily have to hit in order to still be quite efficient but i don't think we've matched that like by the time april 30th has rolled around and the last of the appointments has been like filled and and done we will have gotten three new shipments of vaccine three weeks worth and one week worth got us from april like 8th to april 30th um, which to me just means like very obviously that there's a mismatch there between the number of people able to actually give the vaccines, number of, of appointments you can have versus the number of doses you have. 
And I really, really hope, like it seems to me that you have to ramp up the number of people giving vaccines, which also leads to kind of an unfairness in the distribution, which like it's a natural result of what I just described, um, which is that if you do, so if you do get more people giving the vaccines, but you've already booked appointments out until the 30th, if you suddenly get like, let's say on Monday, we get a bunch more doses. Um, if we, if along with those doses, we have a new fleet of vaccine givers on board or a new clinics opening, um, you inherently have kind of a mismatch there because if somebody, if somebody books an appointment for a vaccine dose on Tuesday, this Tuesday, um, in one of the new clinics that has appointments on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, um, the people that booked their appointments out until the 30th are suddenly like, hey, wait, what about us? Like the only thing, basically the only way that this wouldn't end in something unfair is if those appointments out until the 30th are basically um, tentative, like nobody's actually booking that far out. And like the Ontario government knows, yeah, we we have to wait. We have to let the the oldest people or the most sick people book the appointments in the provincial system first. Like they're kind of keeping those April 30th ones in their back pocket um, for later when they open appointments again and we'll be able to keep using those. But I suspect that's not what's happening. I suspect that we're actually booked pretty far out. And I, I haven't heard uh, right away last week. We heard that um, when it was 70 and over, we heard that those appointments filled up within like two and a half hours. And I have not heard that the, the appointments that they booked out to April 30th have um, been all taken. But um, it still doesn't seem like a great sign when we're booking appointments, like every when we're getting vaccines every week and we're already booking appointments for vaccines, doses we have now out until the 30th, like there's a mismatch there. Um, I honestly, though, if somebody has an explanation for that, that I'm just missing, that I'm not getting, um, I am really happy to hear it because I don't I just don't understand um, how those things could possibly all be true at the same time, like how there couldn't be a short supply of people giving the vaccine that's causing this. But um happy to be shown to be wrong. I just don't I don't understand um, if I am wrong, I don't understand how I don't understand what I what fact I've missed. Um, that's all I really want to talk about this week. Um, I am curious also, in addition to that, what you think about this idea of rolling pandemic on we um, because it really does seem like if you if you can if you factor that in as, as a cause of people giving up on restrictions, giving up on the like following restrictions, I mean, um, it really kind of does explain everything and and. If you factor that in, you do get this the, the rolling nature of different waves comes in um, because the thing is, like, obviously, the ideal here is to get to no covid, like zero at all, no transmission for a long time so that you can then start lifting all restrictions. But um, nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to live in a world where you have almost no cases, almost no transmission, but all the restrictions are still in effect. So like you have to loosen restrictions, which is, again, perturbing the system. And as you lift restrictions, people go oh, indoor dining is safe. That's great. Go start going to indoor dining. Um, and then the obvious transmission picks back up again as people start doing those kinds of unsafe things. And then we're back where we started, like back in July of last year. We were talking about it yesterday. Back in July of last year, we had almost we had like single digit cases for like a month and a half. And it, it picked back up. It had a toehold in there and it picked back up. Um, yeah, there there are certain things we deem safe versus unsafe, and everyone has a different threshold, but those thresholds are also all individually changing on a day-to-day -day and week-to-week -week basis. And I think that's also one of the reasons why um, we're really seeing more transmission in young people now, because the messaging for young people for the longest time has been, 
oh yeah, you, you might get it, but you're not going to get really sick. Like for you, it really is just like the flu. And I can't tell if it's variants that are causing more young people to get more sick than they were before, or if it's just a case of numbers. Like if, if 10 times more young people are getting it, um, we're getting 10 times more serious cases than we were before, just out of that sheer number and the, the percentages and ratios are all still the same, or if it actually is getting worse. It's it's really hard to, to parse all that out, especially as like just a member of the public who doesn't have necessary access to all that data to actually figure it out. Um, but anyways, I'm going to leave it there for now. I am curious what you think. So let me know on Twitter um, at Rob Attrell if you have any thoughts or comments on it. Um, otherwise, I'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye.